Hello, 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 hello. What is up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to episode number 40 of Not Rocket Science Podcast. We are officially middle-aged. It's happened, the big 4-0. We all about white New Balances being really into barbecuing, you know, straight middle-aged dad is what this podcast is at this point in time. 40 weeks of grinding, sort of. Really just figuring out what the heck this thing should be. And I still, I'm 40 episodes deep and I still feel like I don't know exactly what this show will eventually be. I'm still just kind of having fun with it talking into this here microphone and uh yeah just just um playing with it playing with uh type of topics we talk about playing with uh the anchor platform which you probably just heard a little commercial for so i'm not going to go too deep into that i'm still just figuring it all out man i'm figuring out dude but uh hope you guys had a good week it is, um, I'm recording this a tad early, actually. It's Friday night, hot Friday night in my bedroom doing a podcast, baby. It's not true. I actually have a, um, a dinner I have to go to later at a nice Italian restaurant. Me and my girlfriend, uh, we have been binge watching Sopranos again. And we did it before I even knew it was the 20-year anniversary. It was the 20-year anniversary, and there was all these articles on, like, every media outlet about it. All the, You know, the cast reunited on Today Show or something like that, um, which is cool to see. But I, we maybe, like, three months ago started watching again. Took a little break over the holidays, but now we're back at it. But I don't—Italian food is my favorite food on the planet it is my favorite, but not the most healthy. You know what I mean? I keep yapping about my fitness plan. I can't be eating a bunch of linguine with clam sauce and some cannolis and some gabagoo. You know what I mean? Can't eat that shit. Can't do it and expect to have any results with uh, weight loss or anything like that. So... I've been laying off the Italian, but tonight we are going out to one of the best Italian restaurants in the neighborhood, and I'm going to be all up in a big-ass plate of tagliatelle ragu in about an hour and a half, let's say. So, yeah. 
Sopranos makes me just want to eat Italian food. I don't know what it is, but I just see every night, every night they're eating some sort of pasta for dinner and then some sort of like steak or shrimp or seafood or something. But it's like, I cannot believe there are families that eat that much pasta, but I envy them. God bless. God bless. And what's also crazy about Sopranos is I grew up in the area that that show was shot in. Uh, I went to high school with the main producer's son, and I knew his son, and I knew the main producer's, um, I guess, wife at the time, my mom's friends with her. And they used to film Sopranos at my high school. So all of the shots when AJ's in high school... The exterior shots and then also the principal's office shots are all my high school. They filmed at another high school too for like some other sh- like classroom shots or something. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. But they used to film the outside exterior shots and the principal's office shots for sure at my high school. And I used to see them filming. I remember in high school, like towards the end of the show, like the last season or something. I remember seeing all these like mob guys and trailers and cameras and lights everywhere. And uh, James Gandolfini was riding on like a Razor scooter outside. I Crazy. They also shot some of Mean Girls at my high school. So I saw Lindsay Lohan in her prime, but she was bright orange. So uh, no bueno. But anyway, it's cool to kind of revisit that era because I'm a little younger than uh, AJ is supposed to be. But like by like two years or something or a year, so everything he's doing I like really remember well. And then it's also like all the places they're driving around. I'm very familiar with in that part of Jersey. They film at the ice cream place, uh, not the final scene that not that place, but there's like an ice cream place. Um, that there's a scene with Polly there. The final scene that uh, the one you know where they cut and play the Journey song. Um, no spoiler. I'm, it's a it's a old ass show. Come on, twenty years ago it came out. No more spoilers. But that scene is taking place at a at this old school kind of like diner slash confectionery slash ice cream place that's in the next town over from me um, called Holston's. Very well known in my area. But yeah, everything. Every there's so many shots that I recognize. So it's kind of this weird nostalgia trip on top of the revisiting the show but if you've never seen it before you're missing out one of the best shows of all time hands down no questions asked um anyway didn't mean to go on a sopranos rant but that's just what i've been up to these days you know what i mean you know what i mean let's see in terms of tech i feel like a lot's going on and nothing is going on you know tesla's struggling again of course surprise surprise cutting their workforce by seven percent and basically saying see ya to all their freelancers yeah man they uh they're not doing too well right now but we shall see how it plays out i'm not very bullish on tesla tesla from a fine uh investing standpoint um it just seems like they're a little too reckless to invest in and the latest news isn't that encouraging and like i like elon musk a lot i've talked about him at length on this show um 
I just think he's not a CEO. He's an engineer that doesn't give a shit about corporate nonsense. And he's also kind of like a egotistical entrepreneur, know-it-all type. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, know-it-all type. Um, and, you know, he wants to play by his rules. But from an investment standpoint, that's not always the best type of person to follow. But I do like the guy. I think he's brilliant. And uh, I like to hang out with him over most of these engineering heads, company types. Way more than Jeff Bezos. Speaking of getting that divorce. I don't know, man. Something about Jeff Bezos to me. He's just so odd looking. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want all that money, but I had to look like Jeff Bezos. Seriously. (laughs) He has that weird eye thing going on. Kind of has this weird kind of crazy eyes, but also one of them's kind of like squinty all the time. I don't know. It's it's just um glad I don't at least look like him. Although I take his money, but even if you saw those old school Amazon videos from the '90s on YouTube, if you type in like Jeff Bezos 1997, even when he was younger and had hair and stuff, he still looked kind of weird. Super sharp guy though. You can tell in interviews. That guy might be going places because uh, he's saying his responses to the interviewer about how Amazon works is like how most tech companies now, when they have their IPO and get interviewed by Dateline or whatever, explain their process. It's all data-driven. Like Amazon was very data-driven almost to a fault to a certain extent, way ahead of the curb. So... If you're playing Monday morning quarterback, it's not that surprising how successful they are now. But uh, at the same time, something about the guy just rubs me. I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. Anyway, not the point of today's show. I told you guys at the beginning of the year that these shows are all about focus this year. Vertical. More vertical. Less horizontal. Less of me blabbling about everything. Fashion shows. Technology. Music culture more picking a topic for the day that might be a little bit more uh, relatable than maybe like high fashion and high tech and going deep with it or at least sort of deep with it um so today i want to talk about something that i've been meaning to talk about for a while i might have talked about it already a little bit but not at length and I just kind of want to know, I kind of want to do like a survey or something, because I want to know what people actually feel in terms of when they attend large-scale work conferences, like a full-day conference with like, let's say 200-plus people. How much value do you guys actually get out of those events? Because I've gone to a few of them now, and I can't say that I get nothing out of it because that would be untrue. I get, I do get stuff out of it. Usually, some real there's some really really smart people speaking, really good panelists, but 
the thing is with most of these conferences is I understand that companies pay for them usually. You put it on your company's tab and, you know, they take care of it because it's something for, you know, educational growth, whatever. But when you look at the price tag of these events compared to the value you get out of them, to me, I've never gone to one of these events and was like, totally worth the price, man. Totally worth $800 a ticket. Totally worth every penny. So let me break it down to you guys. Because after the last conference I attended, which was at the end of last year, end of 2018. Um, So recently, not like last weekend or something, but recent enough. Winter of 2018. (laughs) Um, So I attended this thing. I'm not going to say what it is because I think it's a good event i think the organizers are trying to do a positive thing for the community for new york city um and overall they did a pretty good job production value wise and things like that but and if i give the topic away i feel like i'll give the event away because it's kind of niche it's not like marketing you know what i mean like just marketing it's it's kind of a niche thing um but anyway it was at a snazzy a few of us from my company went it was on a saturday start full saturday full saturday morning into the late afternoon And, uh, so what happened was, I, all of a sudden I feel something in my stomach, just on the train, just going to make it on time. So then I, uh, had to get. IU area had to find a Starbucks you know I'm only human but I'm like damn it I'm gonna be late to this thing fuck so then I get out of Starbucks and I'm goes to new york city if you're a little bit late and you start to panic about being late to something this is what you don't do if you're in manhattan and you have to go to somewhere that's very busy this this event was in a very busy area Times square basically you never ever 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 get a taxi you never do that i've done that So many times I make the mistake over and over and over and over again. You never get a taxi to go to something when you're already late and the thing that you're going to is in an area with lots of traffic. That idea, always worse than just taking the subway again and just being a little late. But I panicked, got a taxi, 
was stuck in traffic, was even more late, of course. Uh, eventually got there, got in. It wasn't that big of a deal, but I couldn't, like, they were already doing, like, the welcome intro speech. Couldn't really find my, my crowd yet, um, so I kind of just sat alone <laughs> in the top row, or, the, like, one of the f- top rows. Um, And then we got into it. And then we got into it, and the first thing that I was a little weirded out by was there was a workshop, but only 80 people could sign up for it, and it was about, like, project planning, which I didn't really care about. I don't care about project planning. Um, So I didn't sign up for the workshop. Everything else in the event was just a speaking panel. It was panel after panel after panel from, like, 10.30 to 5.30 with a lunch break in between. Um... So they just went through the panels, and what I realized was there was a theme. It was like a strategy-based theme, and then there were topics. One topic was about design in relation to strategy. Another one was about, like, going on a job interview and what to look for in a company strategy. Um, Another one was, like, just the good and the bad and the ugly of digital strategy. The other, uh, Then there was, like, a random one about blockchain, of course, because it's a buzzword. And then there was a strategy session on branding and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But the real takeaway was I felt like they went after every buzzword you can go after in marketing and technology and then just put it under this broad umbrella of strategy and was like go and there was no real like correlated theme between each panel there just all seemed totally random uh, the quality was very much based on the people's personalities on the stage some of them were just boring i'm sorry but it was just boring boring cookie cutter responses that where everyone just yes ended each other meaning like they all just agreed. There was really no conflict. Um, and just there was no, like, real criticism. Everyone was just kumbaya with one another. And it just made for a boring talk, to be honest. Um, there were a few other panels that were, like, the, the blockchain one, those guys were, like, just, like, crypto dudes. And then there were a few high-profile finance guys that deal with... Uh, alternative assets i.e cryptocurrency and blockchain technology and that one was fun because they were actually like kind of debating with each other a bit and getting after it and they were obviously all like working in lofts in brooklyn with like hoodies on i mean even the guy who was hosting had a hoodie on so it was a very big divergence from the rest of the types of people who were speaking at this thing which i appreciated however i didn't really get what they were talking about has anything to do with the overall theme of the event um, and then, then there was a lunch break, typical like networking lunch break where everyone kind of awkwardly found maybe the one person they know and started talking to them and then they introduced them to someone else and then everyone's at these random tables like it's like a mixer. Oh, what do you do? Where do you work? Oh, and then, you know, everyone's very nice, but also kind of like subconsciously judging you based on what you work in and what company you're at. Uh, it felt... Well intended, but very LA to me. Like when you when I've met 
certain people from L.A. in the entertainment industry. Because I don't like it when people are like, oh, it's so L.A. Like, the entire city of L.A. is just one certain way. It's not true. L.A. is a very diverse city. However, the entertainment industry in L.A. is a very specific kind of thing where everyone's just ass-kissing to the people who think they could, you know, eventually get something out of and ignoring people they don't and vetting through that process very quickly and very politely. So then there was that lunch break, and then there were just more panels loosely tied together by this very thin string. There were some really, really, really smart people, though, here and there. There was one panel about, you know, evaluating a company based on an interview, and there were two people there. Uh, One was female, one was male. I forget their names, but... They were really good. They kind of like took everything strategically to a next level and talked about, you know, evaluating working at a startup by like looking at their investment, their their history of investors and, you know, did the investors stay with them at every stage of funding and going looking up their 10K earnings calls and things like that. And just got really in the weeds when it comes to like company evaluation, which I appreciated because that was some like tangible advice that is beyond what you're going to read on a typical blog based off of a lazy Google search. Maybe that information does exist on blogs. There's a millions and millions of blogs. I'm sure it does, but to actually find it would be an actual pursuit, whereas they're just telling you straight up and you don't have to really look for it. And uh, people like that stood out, but by and large, it was this very kind of generic panel. The last guy that talked is in this industry, in this niche, kind of like very well-known, makes his living now just doing speeches. But I was like kind of ticked off because he gave this speech about his history, you know, strategies, successes, failures, working at these big companies. And then, you know, yada, yada, bravo. But, like, I realize you can go on YouTube, and this guy has a YouTube channel where he has the exact same speech for free on YouTube, and a ticket to this thing was $800. And it's like, come on, bro, put a little effort into this. You're charging or you're participating in an event where they're charging people $800 to hear you speak. A lot of these people actually have already heard you speak because the organizers brought you into every company he's ever worked at for an internal session, and now you're speaking at this bigger event. You're doing the same talk twice, plus you already recorded the talk on YouTube for free. Like, I just can't get down with that. I cannot get down with that. And then at the end of the day, like, My takeaways from the event were just some notes based off of the six or seven people or more like five people that really stood out to me and kind of like piqued my curiosity with their responses to questions. So I had a little sheet of paper, notes that I took from people who gave good advice, shared some insight well beyond of what I know. Because this, honestly, this event isn't really a about what I do. It's just something I have an interest in. So I'm very much a novice when it comes to this stuff. I don't know that much. I sort of know a good amount, but not on a real practical level where I've been in the trenches. Um, But really, like, what I 
got out of the event was just a sheet of paper with some notes on it. And one of the speeches I already heard before because I worked at a place where we had an internal session with the last guy. I thought he had a new speech. It was the same old speech. And then, uh, yeah, the networking thing seemed a little awkward to me. I actually bumped into someone I haven't talked to in years who I knew, which was really nice. And I talked with a few other people, which was cool. But, like, those things I don't get anything out of either. I feel like with networking events, there has to be some sort of structure to do to it. It's not just like throw everyone in a room, go, you know what I mean? Plus I was having, you know, I wasn't feeling my best that day, obviously based on prior events. And I just wasn't really, I wasn't like, what do you do? Oh, wow. You work at Peloton. That's crazy. Oh, your marketing strategy and branding has just been so on point for their past two years of campaigns. I just don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. So it kind of just made me think for a while. And I'm just like, does anyone actually go to these things and extract tons of value? And I'm sure there are people that do. I feel like the people that do, though, are the kinds of people that thrive in those networking sessions where they just love bouncing around and talking to people. And you know what? I wish I was one of those people. I wish I could do that. Hats off to you guys. Um, That's great. But for the rest of us, do you guys like these kind of events where you just hear panels all day and then you're thrown into a room and say, go network? Is that something that's valuable to you? Have you ever had, like, real outcomes from these types of events? Like, did something get you a lead that that landed you some job? Or did you have some startup and you're networking at these big things and you wound up making your first few hires based off of these events? Like, I'm sure all of these things had to have happened. I just haven't found anyone where that's been the case so far. So that's what I'm wondering. If you guys have had real takeaways from work events, please email me at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at NRS underscore show or Instagram, same username, but maybe Twitter is a better place for this dialogue because uh, I'm just so curious because I just don't know how you go from zero to one in that kind of format, how you go from not knowing someone to just awkwardly starting a small talky conversation with them to like genuinely bonding to hiring them or having them hire you or something like that. I've never thrived in that environment. To me, the environments that work best are small meetups, like small, tiny meetups about a very, very, very in-depth topic where it's very, very comfortable and there's some sort of like get-to-know-you exercise at the beginning where you're kind of forced to talk with these people who you don't know and, uh, you know, you drink some beer or whatever, get a little loose with it. And that type of structure generally leads to some real conversations that may lead to some real results. But the whole idea of this like artificially forced session of communication where like at the end of the day everyone's looking at you and you're looking at everyone on some level as a commodity right like why else would you talk to this person unless you're genuinely just curious about people and what they do 
But a networking event, the whole point, right, is to, like, open doors for yourself and maybe open the doors for someone else if it's advantageous to your agenda. Like, isn't that the whole point of these things? Because everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's just you have to network to build it. You know, your network is key. Your network's the most valuable thing. It is, but why is it the most valuable thing? It's always in this context of making things more advantageous to your career path. And to me, that's something I can't shake in the moment when I'm at these events. And it always winds up, to me, just feeling, I just end up feeling gross about the whole thing because it's just this wave of just like, fabrication where at the end of it everyone's just trading commodities or analyzing commodities and when there are these bigger bigger events where you don't even have some exercise to kind of like get to know people and have it be this kind of gradual ice breaking process to me it's even weirder so I don't know I don't know man I just wanted to talk about it because I want to know if anyone has ever really gotten anything out of these. Because I've definitely gotten things out of these smaller, smaller meetups where it's just very topical, very focused. People seem more willing to just go up to you and talk to you too. That's the other difference I noticed. Um, especially if you go with somebody you know and then you guys start talking, just chatting it up casually, whatever. Because I noticed at these smaller events when two people are talking someone who doesn't have anyone to talk to feels more inclined to kind of butt in because the stakes are higher because there's less total people. So you feel a little weirder just being off in the corner by yourself. Whereas at a big event, you could be in the corner by yourself and no one's really noticing you. So to me, that's kind of the main difference. And then it just kind of facilitates a good dialogue with some people that are like-minded. And so yeah, smaller has always been better for me. That's my main takeaway with all this is I've always preferred and enjoyed smaller networking events because as long as it's well run and as long as the event host creates an environment that lends itself to new dialogues and communications with people you might not know through exercises or what have you um, my results have just been better in terms of networking in terms of actually talking to people because i like to actually talk to people you know i curse a lot i curse on this show um for a while i was like i need to curse less i need to curse. it is what it is man i, I spend my days listening to comedy podcasts i watch I'm, I'm binge watching the sopranos again like i'm a non-corporate guy i do not work well in a very structured corporate suit and tie let's leverage this synergy we're building you know that type of horse shit like that stuff i just don't thrive in and uh i feel like these smaller meetups there's a little less of that stuffiness going on and they're usually free or very cheap that's the other thing it's so weird with conferences because it's either five eight hundred a thousand two thousand dollars or like 10 bucks are free. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's some marketing mastermind behind uh, marketing conferences where there's this real like zero or a hundred strategy behind it where it's like, 
yeah, we jacked the prices. Everyone's, you know, going to get their company to just buy it anyway. Might as well do it. Like, it has to be built into the strategy because there's no freaking way these conferences are worth that much. It's insane to me. Just a bit of a ripoff, even though they have some smart people there. Um, So that's how I feel about it. Go to meetups. Maybe don't treat people like they're commodities or try as hard as you can. Maybe just get to know the person. Don't really care so much about where they work or what they do. It's just weird that, you know, those are like the obvious natural questions you're supposed to ask. And then when you give an answer, if they work at the soup kitchen, don't be judging them. Get to know them as a person, not as a business professional doing X, Y, Z. And it might work out better. I don't know. But yeah. Shout-outs to meetups and no shout-outs to big conferences. That's the theme of this show. Are big conferences worth it? I want to know your thoughts, man. I want to know your thoughts on this one. So, yeah, if you have any experience, any really great experiences in particular with big-time work conferences, whether it be a full-day event, whether it be... um place you fly to and not because it's in a cool location if you went to a work event in cancun and got your drank on and danced on top of a table or some shit that's not what i mean i mean the actual events themselves you had a really good experience got a lot out of it landed you a job or you just really liked the event were blown away by the quality of the event let us know at nrs underscore show on Twitter and Insta, not rocket science show at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. I'm curious. I'm curious because when I talk to people, they all agree with me about this, but I'm like, I can't, there's got to be another side to this. There just has to. Not everyone can't go to these things and all not like them and feel weirded out by them. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. All right, I got to go stuff my face with pasta right now. Get my poly walnuts on. And, uh, yeah, man, that's all I got this week. That's all I got this week. I'm cutting it a little short, I guess. I guess. I've done plenty of episodes this long, though. What am I talking about? Um, Yeah, 40th episode. Bam. Not rocket science. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Hope you guys have an excellent Monday evening when this goes out, or Tuesday evening by the time you listen to it. And uh, thank you so much for the support. And we're going to keep this train rolling, baby, like Limp Biscuit in 2001. Nah, I mean. All right. That's all I got, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.